Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. We're here back again, live from the quarantine. I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, you ever see that movie Bubble Boy? Uh, well, which one? Uh, the the Gyllenhaal one. No. I've seen oh, the one well. with John Travolta. <laughs> it's also applicable. Yeah. That's how it's going for you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty much just waiting to get the virus at this point. Uh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Basically, I'm considered essential work, so I gotta go out there every day. I'm not, so that's cool. I could end up furloughed. I don't know, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is a special week because we have with us a guest... Uh, we found some rube who was dumb enough to get roped into doing this. Uh, Max Magana... Mag- I got... Max <laughs> he, sent, I, he sent you the name, Larry. I know. I know. Look, he explained we, how to say it. I'm a, mu- a mushmouth. That's true. I know. I, I, I started... I was double thinking it. Max Magana. There. Okay. Yes, there great. we go. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. You're welcome. It's nice uh, to have you. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, follow uh, 616.earth or join it. Uh, that... that what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, 616.earth <laughs> is a yeah. Mastodon instance for comicking books, which will become relevant later. Yeah. For now, what's in the news? Uh, support your local GameStop. No, because they might not be around much longer. <laughs> Actually, like maybe dump your GameStop credit while you have the ability to do that. Because uh-huh. uh, the coronavirus seems poised to claim another. I uh, I don't think GameStop will survive the Rona. No, neither do I. So this has been a pretty fast-moving story as of last week. Uh, I was kind of not expecting it to be and that we'd still be at like the same point by the time we recorded this. So I'm just saying that because like for all I know, by the time this episode goes up, something else could happen. Uh, Yeah. But last week started with uh, GameStop sending out a notice to all their stores saying, we consider you essential retail uh, because you enhance people's experiences while they are like down, like they're on lockdown. So... Basically, like, people at GameStop getting pretty pissed that they're going to have to, like, put their lives at risk to come in and sell video games, understandably. Uh, so a couple days ago, uh, in the state of California, the governor decided that maybe GameStop shouldn't have a business license anymore and <laughs> shut them down. Oh, that was Pennsylvania. Oh, I thought it was California. No, the thing you no. sent me was Pennsylvania. Oh, well, yeah. Tom, no, Tom just... Wolf is uh, governor of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, now, the, well, all see... California locations did shut down, but that was unrelated yeah. to the other thing. 
that is where I'm getting my wires crossed. Because, uh, like I said, a lot of updates in this thing. Uh, but as of now, GameStop is uh, closing down stores and doing like curbside uh, pickup, which still ain't going to go well for them. No, uh, they're not still accepting trade-ins is kind of the main thing. Yeah. Since that's where they get their cash. Because, look, GameStop, they don't care if they sell you new games. They don't make no. money off that. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah, they had an a email that went out, though, too, uh, in one location, basically telling employees that, like, if the police come by and tell them that they need to not be there to argue with the police. Yeah. Maybe just not a good idea. Uh, I don't know. Don't you think it would be funny to see somebody, like, getting choked out next to a pile of Funko Pops? I mean, yes, it would. Yeah. But GameStop employees kind of had they had to go through a lot, man. I don't think they need to go through that too. Yeah, the the main thing with all of this is not only that they were forced to stay open, but uh, unsurprisingly, GameStop management, known for being highly efficient and uh, just you know making a lot of really good decisions, were not providing cleaning supplies or anything like that to any of the stores. So, yeah. Great. I've been I've been into GameStops and those places are filthy. Yeah, it's gross being in a GameStop. Uh, yeah, I I don't see them actually surviving this in the long run. I kind of understand why they would want to keep their stores open to begin with because of the amount of times they've had to, I don't know, file for bankruptcy. Like they're always kind of teetering on the edge of just not being around anymore. So an interruption to their business like this would be the thing that would kill them. That's why they brought Reggie in. They knew it was <laughs> Reggie, coming. I wonder if there's a board of directors for him to join by the 20th of next month. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> like, I gotta get the feeling that there won't be. I like imagining Reggie just, like, standing in front of a giant flag, trying to whip the GameStop people into shape, assure <laughs> them that they're going to be there when the next month comes, even though they won't. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, this... This sort of spells doom for GameStop as far as I'm concerned Because yeah, like you said, they've been teetering on the edge anyway And uh, this is not going to end anytime soon So uh, no, being closed for several months, not going to help Yeah, it, it's not going to be done by April for sure So oh, no. they've got at least a month or two of this Yeah uh, What do you say, Max? What's your input? Well, I mean... Yeah, when when they first announced that they considered themselves essential services, that was about the funniest uh, note, internal note I've ever seen from yeah. any company. Uh, just thinking that you know, I I I had gotten some I guess misinformation at first because uh, you guys said they they considered it because they enhanced uh, the experience, but what I had heard was they were arguing that because they uh, allow they sell tools that allow people to work from home. Yes, thinking, that, that like, was what I thought. I'm sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. It's fine. The thing that I had seen was also making the argument that people having to be on lockdown would need entertainment in order to basically keep their sanity, and that GameStop, by providing that entertainment, was considered essential retail. That's so funny. I'm also now imagining, like, because uh, you said they're doing curbside pickup, I'm imagining a, like, do you guys have Sonics where you live? Uh, yeah, we used to. I'm imagining just like 
a GameStop employee roller skating up, like <laughs> cur- like like a fucking car hop. Like, oh hey, here, like, bring out a tray, and it's just like two PlayStation three copies of like Metal Gear Solid Four in used boxes and a Funko Pop. Like, here's your combo meal, sir. I like imagining Coney hot dogs sitting on there too. Sure. Yeah. I like imagining him trying to sell you a power-up rewards card at your car, and then you're just like, see a sucker and peel out. Uh, good People stuff. trying to panic trade in old copies of Madden. <laughs> That's right. In <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse, uh, instead of bottle caps, like in Fallout, it'll be copies of Madden 08. Yeah. But it's a... Uh... There's been a lot of different internal emails flying around, so what I might have saw with that may have been like particular to one region or uh, one I'm... specific branch. Uh, I've been kind of keeping an eye on our GameStop, uh, as I have been for like a few months now, because that place mostly seems to be uh, people who work at GameStop basically just talking shit on GameStop constantly. Yeah, I looked at and I kind of couldn't make sense of some of it because they use a lot of abbreviations. Yeah. It's like, I don't but know like, what an RGA is. Me either. There's a lot of terms that I just don't understand, but um, I kind of like, I subscribed to it sort of by accident when I made a new Reddit account, and uh, boy, it came in handy uh, when this whole thing broke out, because that's been a real good way to kind of get updates on what the fuck GameStop has been doing amid the coronavirus stuff. Well, great. Yeah. Next up, you we've been waiting for it yeah it's it's been coming they talked about it early last year and then nothing since the playstation 5 baby mark cerny is here to give you our like asmr presentation on the playstation Uh 5 uh last week we talked about the xbox series x and its stats and said well sony can't be too far behind with all this stuff and what do you know a couple days later here it was yeah, it can't show us the box, but you can show us scans of Mark Cerny's brain. <laughs> That's right. Mark Cerny wants you to send him pictures of your ears. Do not send him pictures of any other part of your body, please. Well, Definitely probably won't turn him down. <laughs> if Shuhei Yoshida was still there, he would take pictures of anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, uh, this was a GDC conference, uh, but since GDC is not happening, they decided to make it public. Uh, which is basically the same thing that Microsoft did, except Microsoft actually had the good sense to understand that by making it public, they needed to have a little bit more in there than just like a very dry technical talk about that box. Yes. Uh, Sony, on the other hand, boy. Oh, man. Also, like at least the Xbox Series X had already been revealed. This yes. time they were hyping it as a reveal event. And guess what? It wasn't a reveal. You told yeah. us how many teraflops it has. Big whoop. Yeah, slightly less than the Xbox Series X, by the way. It's okay. For anyone it, who cares. It, it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. No. Mark Cerny said it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's negligible, he said. He assured us all. That's what he said. Yeah. I mean, I really, I still don't quite understand, like, what a teraflop means uh, for these systems. Like, how much of a difference that is actually going to make between the two of them. So... It's uh, it's probably not. It's, I mean, it's yeah. like saying it's twelve teraflops. That's like the maximum theoretical possibility for like computing speed. But it's basically it's just saying like, hey, we have the capacity to do this. But most developers mm-hmm. aren't gonna be pulling that. 
Yeah. Because the thing that matters to me is the Xbox least came out and they said what their targeted frame rate is. Sony did not do that. So for me, what matters more than just kind of getting like, okay, well, PS5 is going to have this many teraflops versus how many teraflops the Xbox has. Like, I just want to know what their target frame rate is going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's going to depend on the game, though. Like, do you really think yeah. From Software is going to release games no. that run at 60 frames per second? No, but that is also true of From Software on anything. Exactly. You just have to be able to brute force it with a PC. Yeah. Yeah. Download a mod. Uh, but yeah, like they they mostly talked about like their uh, like audio software that they're doing and like how that's going to be like everybody's ears are different. That stuff sucked. God, yeah, it did it? It counted for like half of that conference too. I don't care about game audio, really. Yeah, well, it's three D audio. Larry. I know, but look, you 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 hear an enemy and you know it's on the left side of your head, but you, you don't know if it's coming from like in front of you or behind you. Well, you got three D audio. But the thing is, Cerny also kind of dumped on that by saying, "Well, if you can't see him, then that means he must be behind you." Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so left and right is kind of all that matters to me. I don't care about the rest. I'm sure this is great for people who have the money or time or interest or space to jam speakers all over their room. Uh, I yes. do not care. Uh, I do like though how much shit Mark Cerny talked about uh, God of War though. That was really funny. Man, just constantly bringing that up as an example of like what they don't want to do with the PlayStation Five. Yeah, Mark just like, don't you hate it when you're playing a video game and you have to spend thirty seconds lifting a pillar so your child can crawl under it? We won't have to do that with the PlayStation Five. Don't you hate it when every time you turn on God of War, it sounds like there's a jet engine in the middle of your living room? Yeah, that's, uh, I don't really understand the boost frequency stuff he was talking about. I mean, me either. I didn't I understand, understand most of it. Of this. Yes, exactly. There was a lot of numbers and I got over very quickly. Yeah. Speaking of jet engines and God of War, though, that, that game's the only game that I've had my PS4 shut off due to overheating. Oh, good. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, it it was uh it was I was dumb. I had an enclosed space, but I was playing it for hours, and it just like popped up. It's like PS like PS4 is too hot, shutting down. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? I did have that game like crash on me, like the software closed out. Uh, but I, I've never had my PlayStation Five actually like shut down. Yeah, it was it was fun. I have. I, I think the most disappointing thing, and Larry has uh, experienced my, uh, I guess, frustration already, is that with the uh, announcement is the fact that it's not coming out this year, because mm. my PS4 is shitting the bed. Um, I was banking on the PS5 coming out, so I didn't have to buy another PS4, and now that's fucked. Yeah, well, technically, they have not said that's not coming out this year but it's yeah. not coming out this year it's incredibly unlikely like the the thing for me was not showing the box tells me that they actually don't even have like the aesthetics of the thing finalized and there's just no way i can see that coming out by the end of the year if they don't even have a box to show yeah they, they don't know what like m2 drives are actually going to be able to fit inside of the thing so like that is also pretty telling that 
they don't have the the physical box finalized well the m2 stuff i can understand because it would be dependent on what's available at the time of launch and that's sure, just changing like, all the time i suppose but that's then that's another factor too is like how much of this is kind of held up due to like hardware shortages and the stuff that's going on right now and like yeah. how much being put in that position is just what they wanted to design this around correct like they uh, couldn't have foretold that all this shit was going to happen but by kind of wanting this thing to support m2 drives and all that stuff maybe they inadvertently put themselves in a bad position the release date stuff is also weird because um there was the whole thing with the xbox website showing that the xbox series x was listed as coming thanksgiving and right. then phil spencer had to get out there and be like nope this was an error uh but we are committed to like to launching holiday 2020 and the thing is that would just mean it's before thanksgiving because they never release consoles after yeah there are people out there though who seem to think holiday 2020 means it will be releasing on an actual holiday and i have to wonder uh how old these people are uh speaking of mixed messaging the whole thing with uh, the backwards compatibility in the playstation 5 and sony putting that thing out going like well it's going to be like we took the top 100 games based on playtime and we made sure that like most of those will work before the playstation 5 is out the door and then people taking that as oh they're only going to have like a library of 100 backwards compatible games and not even that will be complete because that's the way that Sony worded that initially, and then they had to come out after the fact and clarify that, no, it will be much more than that, but that the ones that they're looking at right now are the top 100. Well, yeah. Or something. You were the one that actually showed me that they're, they clarified that. Yeah, they said they've tested, uh, I think, hundreds, thousands of games or something, and mm -hmm. they said the vast majority will be playable. The the issue was when they said that, yeah, Cerny specifically said the top 100 most would be playable at launch, which to me meant that if they're having to whitelist these individually, like basically it'd be just like the Xbox 360 emulation was on Xbox One, and so having a bit less than 100 would have been about the same as what the 360 was like on that. But... Thankfully, it'll be more than that. I wonder. I wonder. I have not looked at the top 100 list. I don't actually know what list they're going off of. If that's some internal thing or what, because they said it was based yeah. on playtime. Um, but I wonder if there are games in that list that they just could not get to work. Like maybe something where the online functions don't work anymore, or something like that. Yeah, I I am curious to see what exactly is going to be whitelisted. Uh, but who knows when they'll actually put that out The most important uh, thing to me Is the Yakuza series Because they finally got that whole series out On PS4 yeah. and it would be a huge bummer If then you can't yeah. play them on PS5 Need to leave your PS4 hooked up Like that's My PlayStation 4 has been running just fine Although I would suspect I don't play games on that Nearly as much as you or Max But uh, I really would like to Max box isn't it playing up anything and... now <laughs> I'm yeah, so sorry. I well, no, I mean it's just uh also I do have like mine is uh mine was a launch release one, so like I got it day one, so it's just it's almost seven years old at the 
I mean, it's yeah. just an old rig. Yeah, me too. Mine... Mine started making clicking noises from the hard drive, and that's good, oh, right? Yeah, no, that means it's working. Yeah. Yeah, it means it's moving around. It's doing its job. Uh-huh. Uh, mine wasn't too far behind that. Uh, I got one of the 20th anniversary ones, and I want to say that they had those up like about a year after the PlayStation 4 launched. Sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah. I... Like I said, like I actually, besides watching movies on that thing, I actually don't use it a whole lot because for most of this generation, I've been gaming on the PC and it's only been like the last maybe year, year and a half that I've kind of pushed more towards playing on the PlayStation 4. Uh, But I'd love to box that thing up because, again, it's the 20th anniversary one. I want to put it in a box and let it just like sit somewhere safe for a few years. Uh, But I also wanted to like box up my PlayStation 3 uh, which is pretty much just the the Demon Souls machine at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one of the launch PlayStation 3s, so it's gigantic also. Uh, but they're not going to do any backwards compatibility, apparently, with PlayStation 1 through 3. They had that graphics up, that graphic up where they had like the box, and they were just like, yeah, you see, we got the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 1 in here, and this represents the PlayStation 3. Anyway, get rid of all that shit. Uh, PlayStation 4... <laughs> We've You'll got the whole play some of the game. The whole PlayStation family, the PlayStation 4 Pro, the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. That's right. That's all you need. <sighs> so like even regardless of like what they have running, like like what's been tested and what works from the PlayStation 4 library by the time the PlayStation 5 launches, pretty fucking disappointing compared to what the Xbox Series X is going to do as far as backwards compatibility. So it's just, it's especially confusing because that thing over a year ago, the Wired article that first talked about the PlayStation 5, said that everything would run natively because it was so similar to the PlayStation 5, basically exactly the same thing that Xbox Series X is doing. So I'm not really sure what happened between then and now. Well, did they say that everything? Because, I mean, I know yes. the big issue with like the PS3 in general was just their shit crazy architecture for the processor yeah well i mean the ps4 to ps5 was supposed oh. to be 100 percent. yeah the ps3 it's gotcha, wild gotcha. to me that there are actually emulators that work for ps3 now yeah like i could kind of work get, well apparently i could kind of get them not being able to get playstation 3 stuff to run on the ps5 it's more playstation 1 and playstation 2 where i'm kind of like i don't know i think you guys could have probably figured that stuff out yeah, I think the P- the thing is the PS4 has a PS2 emulator in it. Like that's what those PS2 games that you can buy are using. Yeah. And people have hacked it to just run anything. It doesn't yeah. really like I guess there are probably some things that would need specific hacks like pretty much any emulator does, but yeah, pretty much anything you could just jam in a PS4 if you've hacked it correctly and it'll work so yeah you and i have uh talked about this that it's mostly playstation 2 i, I think that would kind of matter as far as that stuff goes because playstation 1 is fairly well emulated by this point unless you're playing like uh judge dread yeah a judge dread game has some problems <laughs> yeah like i have i use a raspberry pi for a lot of old gaming and playstation 1 stuff generally works fine on that the only game i ever had issues with was tomba 1 for some reason weird too powerful that game (laughs) yeah uh but yes i could see them maybe doing something like xbox where eventually they do add 
compatibility for older consoles into this, which would be nice. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? For now, long, disappointing. As long as it's not tied to like a different skew, because like that's what would worry me is no, because that's what you... is getting put out, and then it's like, oh, now we have support for PlayStation Two, PlayStation One. That was Cerny's whole thing is that wouldn't be dependent on skew because of the power of the the whatever. The chip and the He's like hey we're not going to screw you out of stuff If we do another Oh wait oh he was talking about removing things though They could add yeah, things Yeah I mean yes It's a company oh, no. Larry they want money Oh no If there is nothing in a new SKU to Encourage people to trade in their Well they won't have a place to trade it in anymore By that point so never mind Good point Got Rest it. in peace GameStop <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think what? if it if it weren't for the fact that I went to one within the last year, I think it would have been a, like a decade since I went into a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had not been in there for a while. Um, thanks to Best Buy and Gamers Club Unlocked, which was awesome, and then they killed it. So that R.I.P. Best Buy. I haven't been in one of those lately either. Uh, I have bought some Ninja Turtles figures from them in the last two years, and that is the only thing that I've done. I went and traded in Def Jam Fight for New York for PS2 for $35, I think. Uh, or no, was, I think it was more than that. Anyway, the point was it was kind of a busted copy, and I didn't think I could get much for it from eBay. Uh, so I just took it to GameStop and let them deal with it. That was my interaction with GameStop in the past year or so. It's kind of a miracle that they're even still around to begin with, honestly. Yeah, you said that. Stop circling around. Anyway, right. uh, I think that's pretty much it for news, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think anything else has happened. Great. I, I don't know. The, the news has been moving very quickly in like the last two weeks, because I know that as soon as we finished that episode uh, last week, I want to say a few hours later, they were just like, hey, we're doing the PlayStation 5 conference this week. True. So. Well, all right. Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll we... finish this up and they'll show the physical box of the PlayStation 5 probably before midnight. Probably. That's how it always goes. Yeah. So, Retro Corner this week, yes or no? Uh, no, let's talk about, let's talk about comics. Oh boy <laughs> If there's still time afterwards To get into Earthbound A game I have very complicated feelings about Then we will Alright this week Robin 80th anniversary Because DC will not stop putting these out I'm really curious what the sales figures On these look like Yes I am too uh, We'll find out next month I guess Whenever the sales charts come out yeah. Um because the only yes. other stuff they have announced is uh, the Joker one, Green Lantern, and Catwoman, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Like. I don't think there was another new one in this month's solicits, from what I remember. So Green Lantern might be the last one, which would make a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Well, with video gone, pretty much down. anything's up in the air. Yeah. 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 Who, who knows what Didio's up to? Uh all right, story by story. First one. This one was written by. Well, this is Dick Grayson, Robin, in A Little Nudge, written by Marv Wolfman, 
Pencils by Tom Grummet, inks by Scott Hanna. What do you think of this one? Uh, I, I think like kind of the basic story it was trying to tell of just like Robin forging his own path was okay, but it's also redundant within this anniversary issue and it's done better later on. What do you mean? So there's later on, there's that story of like Robin uh, doing the spy stuff and like he has a protege with him and it keeps kind of showing like lessons Batman gave him. And then Robin is kind of flipping those lessons around. I feel like that gets at the same point of Robin is different than Batman. Robin has taken Batman's lesson, but has become his own man. I can't like, believe that you're praising story, a Tom King book, but okay. Speaking of things I have complicated feelings about, <laughs> Tom King. Um, yeah, it's almost as though he's a good writer who has made yeah, plenty of good things. It's just that... He just had a really shitty run on, on Batman yeah. recently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel that story just it kind of gets at the same point and it does it better than this first one does. So I I thought this first story was okay. And then by the end of this entire anniversary issue, I kind of just don't like it. I thought it was all right. I liked how it was kind of a throwbacky thing. Uh, of course, being written by Marv Wolfman, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, kind of like an old timey sort of take on the story. Uh, I do like how Batman was just being a jerk in order to push Robin to go do his own thing. Yeah. Max, your thoughts? I I mean, uh, I kind of agree with uh, George's uh, point about the uh, spiral story kind of treading the same ground. Um, I think I liked the art a lot in this one, except for the last panel uh, when we get bedroom eyes Batman. That threw me <laughs> off a little bit. Um, it's, yeah. He he almost looks a little too Clark Kentish there for me, if that makes sense. Like I'm getting strong Superman vibes from that that panel. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Like he he's got like. I don't know. I f I feel like when I think of Batman, he's a little more grizzled and he's a little too pretty boy there. Um, everything but, but else was we get, fine. We get disco color Nightwing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, no, I mean that's good. That 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 half of the panel's great. I also kind of liked I liked the art in the rest of the one. It kind of gives me almost like a Batman Brave and the Bold like cartoon show vibe in terms of the artwork. So I like that. Yeah, it's bit. very story wise. Of... What story wise? Oh, I said story-wise, it was fine. Sorry. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, no, the art is the art is good. It's simple and very colorful, and yeah, it's going after more of a, a retro kind of look for the characters, which I like. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, next up, Dick Grayson, Nightwing in Aftershocks, written by Chuck Dixon, pencils by Scott McDaniel, inks by Rob Hunter. Uh, is Chuck Dixon is he the one that went wackadoo cuckoo? I'm not sure. One of them did. It's either him or Doug Minch, and I can never remember which. Hmm. Wackadoo Cuckoo How, in what specific way? You showed me that letter, by the way, that we had alluded to a, a few weeks oh, back. The Vince Coletta letter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. he go Vince Coletta, or is this a different kind of, like, lost his mind? No, one of them, like, went comics gaty. Uh, oh, wow. Well. In that way, yeah. Um, yeah, it's also pretty bad. Anyway, this one I didn't like. It's just Nightwing saving people. I think this is supposed to take place during No Man's Land. 
that's uh, kind of what I thought as well. Um, but the art just like was kind of sloppy and not really much interesting happens in it. Yeah. Uh, I mostly forgot about this story. Uh, I didn't remember exactly what this was until you mentioned No Man's Land. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Max, your thoughts? Care much for this either. Yeah, I mean the art. The art's a little busy. Um, a lot of the panels, there's like a lot going on, and it's hard to focus. Uh, especially like the first couple ones, where it seems there's just like a lot of billowing smoke. I don't know. It was I fine. Like, I feel like the art in this. I think the main problem is the inks. Actually, I feel like if it had different inker, it might look a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one bit that stuck out at me at the end was like that lady in the car uh, gives birth and then she's like, I want to name my son Robin. That just got me thinking about the Dark Knight Rises again, so I fucking hate this issue. I don't like it. It reminded me of a very bad movie and I'd like to move on. Okay. Uh, next one was Nightwing and the Titans in Team Building by Devin Grayson. Uh, layouts by Dan Jurgens, finishes by Norm Rapmund. I like this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the Titans are fighting uh, members of Hive, and then most of the issue is, or most of the story is just uh, Damien Dark complaining that they didn't do things right. And it's funny. Yeah, I kind of like any sort of uh, venture brothery sort of thing where, like, just dealing with bumbling henchmen yeah like the corporate aspect of having a criminal empire and just having to reprimand your employees because they fucked up like yeah. i like that stuff I, I like a lot of this of him just going like okay my re my dehydrating disc is underwater and will be rehydrating indefinitely now thanks asshole <laughs> I really like uh, when he says they told them to kill Arsenal first, and he's like, I, I thought this was in alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or why were you shooting at the hologram building? It was like, I was trying to hit the flash. He's like, why are you trying to shoot the flash? What, what the hell, dude? Yeah. Uh, uh, the only bit about this I didn't like was it was very predictable that it was Nightwing uh, as the one henchman with the helmet on. Well, sure. Yeah. But I also do like um, at the end where he's just like, yeah, telling your employees you're going to kill them isn't going to work that well. So uh, just like... Maybe buy him pizza. Yeah, yeah that that was it. Take them for pizza. Get some donuts in the break room. Just, I don't know, do something nice. Yeah. yeah. Any more yeah. thoughts, Max? Yeah, I mean, I it it definitely does have a very, like, monarch vibe. Uh, just yelling at idiot henchmen um it, i thought it was very funny just some the way some of them were like uh fuck i don't know what page this is but the there's the page where in the middle panel the dude with like just the crown of hair like completely bald except for the crown he's got a bandage on like he does not strike me with his helmet off as like particularly henchman like i see him as like the assistant manager at a Walgreens, I guess. I don't know. But he like like the henchmen look very like or like in the panel right above that, the the dude with like the spiky hair and the bandage around his head, like I see him as a surfer more than a hen like it's just yeah. it's very like these guys are not like I mean, I guess that's the point is they're not very good at henching. But it's yeah. just interesting like 
who kind of gets caught up in hench work. Because, like, I mean, where do you go to hire someone to hench for you? Well, also, yeah, like, you know, you're it, getting, it, it's Damien Dark and Hive. It's not, you know, they're not Spiral or something like that. They're not the elite. They're just getting whoever they can get. Yeah. yeah. It's I, like your alternative is working at a fast food place where you get paid ten twenty five to go work for this supervillain and you get health insurance. Yeah. It's interesting to think of uh like supervillain henching as like a viable alternative in an economy. Like maybe yeah. that's what's gonna happen with coronavirus. Maybe this is a, a <laughs> glimpse into the future where it's like well, I could work at the McDonald's for seven twenty-five an hour, or uh, you know, Doctor Death needs some more henchmen. He pays fifteen dollars an hour and gets dental. That's right. That's what uh, people at Amazon warehouses are going to transition to. I think. <laughs> See, the the thing with that is, I don't know if it's so much as a transition because let's be real, it's just going to yeah. be Jeff Bezos. Exactly. So I was like, going to say, just wait until he gets his supervillain persona put in place. He's just going to convert his workforce into that. It, 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 I was thinking, though, today, it's very funny. When Amazon first announced that they were going to try to deliver packages via drones, people were like, oh, that's so dumb. And now it's like, fuck, I wish we had drones that we could deliver packages. Yeah. Uh, also, um, there was that news recently that was like, Amazon is going to spend billions of dollars creating a cure for the common cold. And my immediate, was just, my immediate response was just like, that sounds like something Dr. Doom would say. <laughs> yeah oh god i hope i i really want to i hope i live to see jeff bezos become a supervillain. villain <laughs> uh, i don't think it's too far off i don't think so yeah dick grayson also agent 37 in the lesson plan written by tim seeley and tom king artist mikhail janine i've never been quite sure how to say that uh this one was good yeah I like yeah, the Grayson already, series, uh, and this is just a continuation of that. Yeah, I already kind of shared my thoughts on this one, but I have not read any of the Grayson series, uh, so this is like my first exposure to that in particular. Yeah, the uh, thing is, seems good, though. I do not like Mikhail Janine's art in stuff like Batman. I think it works a lot better for this. Yeah, I thought the art was really good in this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I have to bring up, because this is the elephant, or I guess the gorilla in the room, is does Dick Grayson sleep with the gorilla? Yes. Of course he sleeps with the gorilla. <laughs> I, I just, like... That, that was not ambiguous. No, no, I, yeah, no, it was just more of a, like, okay, well, I guess this is how Dick Grayson lives his life. Well, it's like the real a... question you should be asking is whether or not he was interested in fucking that gorilla before or after he knew it was a gorilla i feel like it's more like when she turns into the gorilla he would just kind of shrug at the camera and go it's a living <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that uh, I, so i i i also have not read this series so i'm not very familiar with spiral why is Paris wearing a mask in like half of it? And then once they infiltrate, she's like, nope, no more mask is needed. Is that a thing or is that just a weird one? Ah, uh, that's just a weird thing. Uh, I don't know that they all wore masks, uh, sort of. So yeah, uh, Dick is like training them 
well, she sort of mentions here that she thought he was just a gym teacher and he is supposed to be training the recruits of Spiral. And that's, they all wear those masks. Okay. I think, though, I think there was maybe some, I, it's been a long time, there was something about the mask. Oh, no, no, it was their leader guy that whenever he was, like, wearing a weird mask that made it look like his face was a Spiral. I don't think there's any reason for the skull okay. masks. That stood out to me too. Cause like th- there's God, one page in particular in this where like, it's just suddenly off. There was yeah. nothing there to kind of indicate she was taking it off. Yeah. It's like, she peeks around a corner and it's on. Yeah. Uh, Dick kicks the two uh, like guys. And then in the next one, she's seen bent over mask off and she's rolling up for some reason. She's switching from yellow to black which I guess for infiltration, but at the same time, like, why wouldn't you just wear black for infiltration yeah. to begin well, that, with? That's the weird thing. Sure, Dick also. says something about, like, how to be colorful because they won't yeah. expect it, and then they switch into... Into black, yeah. Black, oh. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up next, how it's weird that they then switch into black when, yeah, it's his whole thing of just going in there very loud and waving his arm. Like, hey, I'm a spy, everybody! So. Yeah. Uh, it's funny... I wonder if, because uh, I was just rereading it, in the uh, scene where we first see the, I guess, Atlanteans on the walruses, uh, they refer to uh, the scientist as the female science creep. I wonder if that's like a, a tip-off foreshadowing that she's a gorilla instead of a human. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how they wrap the like seaweed stuff around her so tight, considering it's an illusion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. is I wonder if it's an illusion or is she just like a shape changer? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I do enjoy that they uh, say they will kill her for setting her profane webless feet in Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I love later she's like she says she accidentally trespassed on the sacred kelp garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm surprised that Tom King's name is on this. Tom Tom King's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As much as I, as much as I have issues with Tom King, it is entirely over that last run of Batman. Like I know he has done other things that are much, much, much better than that. Well, Heroes in Crisis was also a stinker. Well, see, I didn't read that, so I wouldn't know. But still, shame about that last Batman run. Well. Shoot about this uh, future one too, probably. Boy. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jason Todd, the Red Hood, everyone's favorite. In more time, sure. written by Judd Winnick, everyone's favorite. Artist by uh, art was by Dustin Wynn. So, uh, I really like Dustin Wynn generally. Mm-hmm. This one, he seemed to be in a big rush to get this yeah. out on time. Yeah, it's an anniversary issue, <laughs> so well, it wouldn't surprise me if he was under a tight deadline to get this turned in. Yeah, just like the faces, yeah, of Bruce yeah. and Jason. the the one The bits with Red Hood and everything they look fine. It seems like mm-hmm. he just kind of rushed through the bits in the Batcave. Yeah, the dialogue stuff being less interesting to draw, but also being much faster to churn out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the basic aspect of like, man, it it was cute. I guess he leaves that watch for Batman. Happy birthday, Dad! 
I guess so. I don't know why yeah. Judd Winnick is so obsessed with the Red Hood, but okay. I don't know. I just thought this story was okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It it was fine. Max, your thoughts? Yeah. Same. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's very dialogue heavy and just kind of kid talking about fixing a watch there's i mean it's it's neither very good nor very bad it's kind of just middle of the yeah it exists and that's fine i suppose exactly it is fine yeah. uh next up tim drake robin three in extra credit written by adam beach and art by freddie e williams the second i hated this one yeah Man, hey. what's up with the way that uh, this artist draws hands? What do you mean? They're very thick, like very, very big, thick sausage fingers on everybody. I don't know. You know, hands are hard to draw. They are, but also, I feel if you're a professional artist, they should not look the way that they do in this comic. I got very hung up on this. If you couldn't I, tell, I didn't really care much about the art. It was fine, I guess. Uh, I do think it's kind of weird to see him drawing humans because I mostly just know his art from uh, Ninja Turtles, where th may yeah. maybe that makes more sense there. Yes, uh, definitely. I, I hated how this is just like you. You need to stand out at school. So now we're going to show half a page of him hiding, and then it's yeah. like you need to know about science. Here's half a page of him looking at a microscope. Yeah, it, I did not like this story, which just amounts to, yes, Robin is very good at things, actually. It's ironic someone thinks he wouldn't be fit for law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, also, speaking of the art, Larry, you probably agree with this. Uh, the same page, or actually the page after the microscope one, where he's hitting the uh, workout bag, it's a very like big, beautiful Joe kind of vibe oh yeah yeah red hot like, kick yeah very like his body is real shrunk and his head is way too big yeah it it looks strange also you know yeah. just just full spreading there yeah yeah it's like that cover, a lot that cover of that frank quietly art book that's just like robin there in the old costume also not even this one which is just like legs akimbo uh, i I actually was not that surprised that you didn't like this one, Larry, because the art has not like exactly, but it had a strong like uh, Gabriel, whatever his name is, vibe, the guy who does the art for Lock and Key. And I know that that's basically the wall you hit with that. Yeah, I, I can Rodriguez, see that. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's I, I reading this one. I was like, yeah, I don't think Larry's going to like the art. Yeah, it kind of just looks weird I don't, i'm not a fan of it either it's off off-putting i like freddie williams's stuff when he's drawing ninja turtles but human beings not so much some of this There's actually just a certain off quality to it that bothers me a lot it's weird because to my eye it almost looks like kyle hots a little bit um but then it's not and it's like it's almost uncanny valley-ous yeah like uh that anyway uh yeah this that one, art great. Story. yeah uh next up was tim drake in boy wonders written by <sighs> james tinian the fourth as if you couldn't tell from the endless narration boxes 
Uh, art by Javier Fernandez. The uh, art in this, speaking of, also seemed very off in a lot of places, too. Like, there were some pages and panels that actually looked pretty good, and then I sent you that one of, like, Robin kind of looking over. Yeah. And looking like he has the mumps or something. Yeah, yeah, most of this looked good, but there were some weird panels. Yeah. There's there's a bit also where Nightwing, just before that one, where Nightwing is looking forward, and he has a very wide head. <laughs> yeah. Like Ray William Johnson. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um, most of it looked all right. Uh, the story was incredibly boring, as yes. you'd expect from James Tinian. Yeah. Max, your thoughts? It. Uh, so I because I I know that Damian Wayne is like Robin, but I am not plugged into. DC Comics really at all so when uh, Drake describes like oh I was Robin now I'm Red Robin because the Prince of Darkness took over it took me a moment I was like when did the Joker become (laughs) Robin and then I was like oh no I was like oh no and then I got down I was like oh he's describing Damian Wayne as a terror I was like okay that makes sense but Uh yeah that that was that was I I did not like the art design on this one either, uh, and the art design for Damian Wayne in uh, the scene right before they fight the robots. Um, it uh, what's what's his name? Uh, the guy who did Invader Zim and Johnny the Homicidal oh, Maniac. Jonathan Vasquez. Yeah, got a strong vibe from uh, Damian Wayne's yeah. uh, character design in that vein. Sure, Damien the homicidal maniac. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cuts that one dude's head off. Yeah, uh, I remember what, who whose head did he cut off? Do you remember, Larry? It was like a, I think it was, was just like, like some random thug. I think, or no, it, it it was one of the members of the League of Assassins. I think it, it was it was a care. It was like a D lister or something like that. I want to say I, I don't know why. I my gut feeling is it was Calendar Man. When I know that can't be true. No, uh, DC wouldn't kill off Calendar Man. I. I I'm actually not sure if it showed the encounter with it. It was just like a later Damien shows up as like, hey, check this out. I brought you ahead. I think they, they show him like confronting him. And then, yeah, they don't show how like that resolves itself. He just shows up later with the head. Yeah. Damien's yeah. good. Yes. But I just every time like still seeing him do Robin stuff and talk about what it means to be Robin. And I just keep thinking back to that early bit of like Damien killed a dude. <laughs> Like he cut his damn head off. I mean, he was trained by Mommy Talia, so he's yeah. killed a whole bunch of people. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite issues of the um, oh, I don't remember who the writer was. Uh, the Stephanie Brown Batgirl series, uh, is where she teams up with Damien, and there is a bit where he just like is on top of a school bus and jams his sword into the roof of it. And Batgirl is like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's fine. I'm like 98% sure I did not kill a child. <laughs> Robin is good. I like Robin. I like Damien Wayne. That's Speaking right. of Stephanie Brown, though. Robin oh, yeah. the fourth. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah, oof. the art on this one was uh, rough. Written by Amy Wolfren. Uh, art by Damien Scott. Uh, I did not read any of the old ones that Damien Scott drew. Uh, I d- certainly have no interest now. Yeah. Hey, Larry, how about the bazongas on this Robin? Am I right? 
<laughs> Boy, they're how taking about the, every how opportunity. About the dump? We're on this Robin. <laughs> Just popping out because uh, that's funny. God. Yeah. No, her ass is too big to fit in the costume. It's it's really it's worth making the story over. Max, your thoughts. The, uh, the second panel, the one where, uh, the one that you actually posted uh, to your Lodoc account, um, he Batman looks like he's uh, senior, senior, junior from Kim Possible, <laughs> dressed up as Batman. <laughs> like that's what his head looks like, and his like body proportion. Like that's like it's a this whole thing actually has like kind of a strong Kim Possible vibe. In terms of bit. like the art style, but like but I like the art in Kim Possible. Yeah, it's like Kim Possible, but it looks so fucking bad too. Like it's just a really bad off-brand Kim Possible. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. The uh, the whole like, oh hey, I'm gonna do this somersault or this like cartwheel, and then oh my shirt ripped. Like this was this was uh written by some thirsty dude no it was a woman you said that's right that's right that's the i had to double check that and be like wait what there is also a certain creepiness to batman trying to cram this woman into the costumes of his old child partners yeah Yeah. uh so just oh god it's my least favorite one out of this entire anniversary i I like the design on alfred though Sure. I, I like yeah. the bit where Firefly says it's Batman and some cosplay girl, and then later he's just like, "Eh, I like the other Robin better." Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, but yeah, the rest of us. I like Stephanie Brown a lot. Um, this this story did her dirty. Yeah, I read War Games. That was an all right story. Sure. Yeah, Black Mask in it. At least Stephanie Brown got one of the what is it two pieces of original art for this, uh, where the rest of the pinups are just reused covers. Yeah, you had mentioned that, and then of course like that one Red Hood cover, like that's where it really stood out to me. I don't think I've seen the covers uh, that came before that though. What I must mean? have, and I just don't remember them. Like they have them kind of interstitial, uh, and so I don't think I recognized them as being covers up until the Red Hood one, and I definitely recognize that Red Hood art. Oh, the Matt Wagner one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I must have just not seen the other ones, but because I I trusted that all this is just reused uh, cover art. Uh, I didn't even know there were two original pieces in this actually. Yeah, the one of Stephanie Brown by Nicola Scott is new, and there's I think uh, it's an Adam Kubert one near the end with all the Robins. Hmm. Uh, next up is The Super Sons in My Best Friend Written by Pierre J. Tomasi Art by Jorge Jimenez uh, This one was okay I uh, really like the art I'm a big fan of Jorge Jimenez anyway mm-hmm. um, The story itself was kind of eh Whatever, it, it's nice, it's nice. Uh, The art in this I feels the strongest out of anything In this anniversary issue uh, I liked it a whole lot Looked yeah. really good yeah, uh, uh, story it, I couldn't, I didn't get too invested in, I guess. Yeah, so Jorge Jimenez was the artist on Justice League for Scott Snyder, um, mm. and unfortunately now he is stuck on Batman with James Tinian. So, uh, well, at least it'll be nice to look at. That's true. Yeah, there there was a bit I saw recently from a new issue. Of Punchline, the hot new character everybody is buying comics and speculating about, 
uh, and will definitely be around forever uh, fighting Harley Quinn. And I was like, boy, this looks nice. I'm still not going to buy this comic. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you feel about the baby? The baby Superboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I was not super invested in it. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like the art. It's not my favorite um, of the whole book. I think, honestly, my favorite is just that first one, just because it's got that huge retro look, uh, which I like. My favorite is uh, the next one, actually. Hmm. Um, but, oh, yeah, the next one is good, too. That yeah. I, I do like that one. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just not as invested in the son of Bruce Wayne and the son of Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It would just, it, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I it, like... was, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't, you know, I, I would not buy this series at newsstand. Yeah. I did not read sure. the super son series actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I like did gaming read, a whole lot, but I, I read the one shot, which was super sons and dino mutt. And I highly recommend that one. I do like Damon a whole lot, but uh, Superboy seems like kind of an oaf. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got uh, <laughs> he's got strong himbo vibes. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but also, like, he's just a regular kid, whereas Damien is like a sure. freakish super assassin. So, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. So, I don't know. yeah, I guess I guess I don't know. Did uh, did Superboy inherit? his any powers from his dad yes or is he just like okay i couldn't yeah, like, he's, i guess he's a the Gohan. only time i see him flying is he's like got a in the last big panel he's got like he's holding the rope so i just assumed he was riding with damien or something yeah uh, john kent has all of superman's powers so gotcha um also uh, he uh like... he got like super aged up like he went off into space and then came back like a month later and was like ten years older, so now he is in the Legion of Superheroes at the moment. This, I guess, takes place before all that happened. Can't wait for him. Can't wait for this uh, Superboy to also punch the timeline. And everything is cyclical. Did you see Superboy Prime is back? I did not. I I am. I basically get all of my like DC and Marvel comic information from you. It's highly filtered. I, I did post about it. Um, he's I in Shazam. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Jeff Johns is the only person who cares about Superboy Prime. That's funny. Uh, I think that uh, the story actually had the effect on me of maybe wanting to check out the Super Sons though and see more of what that that dynamic is like uh, in a way that is not mostly narrative. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I don't know, Damien having to work with someone who is a complete simpleton is, it, that sounds funny and good to me. Like, I'd read that. Mm -hmm. I, th I think the one thing that really kind of sold the fact that this is a child to me was uh, when, in the last page, when Damien asks, you know, are you done with your paper? And he responds, are you kidding? I'm getting a Wurlitzer. Just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah just, kids love just Wurlitzers. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny too because the other thing is like i mean absolutely he's a kid but he's also absolutely written by an adult i think if you asked any kid who is that age what a wurlitzer is 
uh, or if they even heard the word Wurlitzer, you'd get blanked. Yeah, that that bit in particular kind of reminded me of Brian Michael Bendis in particular, because <laughs> it's just like, that's yeah. the sort of thing he would put in there. Yeah. Uh, last story, uh, also the best as far as I'm concerned, Damian Wayne in Bat and Mouse, written by Robbie Thompson, art by Ramon Villalobos. I assume that's how you pronounce that. I'm not quite sure. Villalobos, whatever. Uh, and Tamara Bonvillain. Bon Vion. I'm not, I don't know. Uh, but this was the art team for Border Town, a series I like quite a bit, which then got canceled because the author was not a good person. Um, and then Ramon was supposed to have been illustrating Wildcats by Warren Ellis, and that got canceled. So this is the first time I've seen something from him in quite a while and did not disappoint. I like this one a whole lot. It reminded me of, uh, Reminded me of the Batman and Robin series by Grant Morrison and yep. also Batman Incorporated. Like it, it had that kind of vibe to it without uh, actually being written by Morrison. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Ramon has a very Frank Quitely, um, Chris Burnham style. The very yeah. like lots of lines everywhere. Everybody yeah. looks like a sack of potatoes. I, I love it. So I actually thought that it was their art <laughs> originally. And then I went back and looked at the credits to make sure. So I was like, also, something seems a little bit off about this. And then it made sense when it's actually a, a different artist working on this thing. Yeah. Uh, and that my wires got crossed. Um, but yeah, like Damien's whole plot of like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm taking criminals having minds wiped and then I'm putting them into like fucking jobs and shit so they could reintegrate into society. Like that seemed like a very Morrison-esque uh, plot beat to me. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, I did not read, I don't read Teen Titans, so I wasn't aware that was what he was up to. Uh, so that was a reveal for me. Yeah. I did not know that that actually was anything that was going on currently in any continuity. So surprising to me in general, and that kind of got me interested in uh, maybe checking out Teen Titans and seeing where they go with that. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, it's... Look, I said I was thinking about it. Just not, wait not, a not year or two question. and read the Wikipedia page about it or whatever. That is a yeah, very sure. good idea. Uh, but yeah, I love these panels where they're just fighting a whole bunch of robots. Uh, just a bunch of pieces flying everywhere and them doing weird long high kicks. And yeah, it, it was very much reminding me of the Morrison, Batman, and Robin. Yes, the bit where he calls the car in is extremely Morrison, Batman, and Robin. Yeah. Max, your thoughts? Yeah, I I liked it. Um, the art style's good. Uh, yeah, very interesting to see, because I know, I, I looked up a little bit about Damian Wayne before reading this, and yeah, I know that he's Talia al Ghul's son, and it seems like uh, the whole wiping criminals' minds thing uh, probably probably gets that from her side of the family. Um, yeah, that was that was a that was a spooky thing. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, like on one hand, it's definitely like a utilitarian good. On the other hand, it is definitely a moral evil. So <laughs> yeah, I think something that actually kind of highlights why he would not want to tell his father about that is how Batman at the end of this is like, okay. I'm going to go take this half of a robot to jail now. Yeah. Also, uh, Damien was responsible for Alfred getting killed, so there's oh, that. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 
so Max, since you're not reading Batman, uh, Bane had control of the city. Uh, this was not the result of any sort of long storyline or anything. It just happened because <laughs> because uh, Lex Luthor got super Martian powers and just made it happen. Anyway, I think it actually it, there was supposed to be a thing explaining, and then it got cut short along with the rest of the run. So maybe that's why. Anyway. Bane had control of the city and he said if any of the Bat people came back in He would kill Alfred And Damien was like Eh I'm gonna go in anyway And uh, so Bane snapped Alfred's neck Wow That's, Look Alfred uh... Had his hand reattached I'm sure he'll be fine eh, I mean he'll, he'll, he'll come back eventually He'll just eh. jam him in a Lazarus pit He'll be crazy for a little while but He'll be okay Bruce realizes he just has to snap his neck in the other direction And it reactivates Alfred, so that's how spines work. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> Just, that's what chiropractors do. He does it though while Alfred is all bones, so we have like a good year of bones, Alfred. Just a <sighs> skeleton in a suit. Oh man, the best thing about the whole uh, Leviathan thing happening happening now is uh, a lot more of Mister Bones. He's to showing up everywhere. Comic books need more bones. I agree. That's my take. All right, so ratings overall for this issue. Ratings, I'm going to give it uh, four. Mm. I'm going to give it one point each for the last story, Super Sons, uh, the first story, and the team building one. Eh, I'll give it a five because I'll also give it a point for the Grayson one. So five. On a scale of what, though? A ten. Ten? Ten? Okay. So I also think I fall in the middle. Uh, I'm going off of a Robin scale. There have been five Robins, uh, so I would give this a Tim Drake uh, out of a total possible of five. So he's okay. the third Robin. So okay. Three out um, of five, if you want to convert it. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I guess five as well. Um, I almost feel like I should deduct a point for the Stephanie Brown story. It's like it's it's like on the uh, the SAT where it's like if you don't answer, you get no points. If you guess wrong, you get negative points. <laughs> exactly. <I> guess... <laughs> I this was still a stronger anniversary to me though than the last two. But I think it also helps that I'm more invested in the Robins and the Batman series as a whole than I have been in Wonder Woman Flash. I think so, because I, I would say both of those were better than this. Wonder Woman, like, just barely better than this, but Flash, I would say, was a step above. It, yeah, I, the Flash one actually is probably better. Uh, the Wonder Woman one, I just fucking hated. I think that was really bad, Not top great. to bottom. Yeah. Uh, Max, what was your rating out of ten? It was uh, I'm, I'll just give it a five, middle okay. of the road. All right. Uh, well, great. Comics corner. We're over an hour. That's it. Yeah. All right. Earthbound next week. Great. Earthbound, Earthbound. also a three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Seems high to me. I think. Uh, but I guess we'll get into that next time. Yeah. Max, have you ever played Earthbound? I have not. Um, 
the closest I think I get to Earthbound is hitting people with a baseball bat as Ness in okay. Smash. Years and years. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe there was some worth in talking about it if uh, anyone other than myself had played more than about an hour of Earthbound. Yep, that's about no. as far as I get each time. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, then. Until next week, I've been Larry Davis. I'm uh, George Brundle. And I'm Max Magania. Thank you. Thanks for being on, Max. Thanks for having me. Come back anytime. Will do. This was fun. I enjoyed it. All right. Do you have anything to say, George? Nah. You have to say the thing. (laughs) What thing? Oh, (laughs) goodbye, Donna Short. (laughs) Thank you. Anytime. A monotone makes you want to die. Also understandably